Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello and welcome to a very special 2023 off-season episode. You're listening to Wannabe Walk-Ons, a Nebraska football and craft beer fan podcast, and a proud member of the Herd At Sports Network. My name is Ben, and I am joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Drew. Thanks, Ben, and thank you all for joining us. Uh, for those new to the show during the Nebraska football season, Ben and I profile and review craft breweries, mostly local, some beyond, while sharing our unique brand of Husker football insight. And in the off-season, we pretty much do the same thing, but with slightly less regularity. We encourage you to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at wannabewalkons for the most up-to-date show information. And please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform or listen to each episode on wannabewalkons.com. On today's episode, we continue our mini-series of conversations with local breweries as we sit down with Marty and Tom from Salt Mine City Brewing in David City, Nebraska. I'm Ben. And I'm Drew. And this is Wannabe Walk-Ons. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wannabe Walk-Ons. There is zero time, absolutely no time, for us to waste today as we are coming to you from Roper's Bar and Grill, which stands as the tap room of one of Nebraska's newest breweries, Salt Mine City Brewing in David City, Nebraska. Yeah, we are very grateful to continue our conversations with local brewers today as we are joined by Marty Roper and Tom Polichek. Thank you guys for uh, letting us be here today with you. Uh, it's a really great joint, a really cool place, and we're excited to have you on the show. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah, to get started, guys, right out of the gate, why don't you each, each say hello, say, hey, I'm so-and-so, and, -so, and uh, tell us about your role and responsibility here at uh, Roper's and, and Salt Mine City Brewing. Uh, I'm Marty Roper. I, uh, I own and operate uh, Roper's Bar and Grill and wash kegs and clean kettles <laughs> at Salt Mine City Brewing Company. <laughs> Tom Palachik. Um I am the brewmaster for Salt Mine City Brewing, and... Uh, part-time carpenter also on the side so um, marty keeps me plenty busy with the breweries very cool and it sounds like he keeps you busy too from a conversation we had a little earlier with the carpentry work too yes he's always finding something for me to do so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure with with a, a business like this to run and a brewery and everything there's there's always something to be fixed you bet yeah oh yeah awesome. um so if you guys could just start us off with just a brief history of uh you know how how salt mines uh came to be um and what got you into the craft brewing industry 
Well, I was doing some remodeling for Marty and his wife, Chris, and Marty walked in with some craft beers and started a conversation about beer, I guess, and, uh, and then he mentioned they wanted to open a bar and eventually a brewery. So that got my interest, and uh, my business partner, my brother, had some health issues where he had to get out of the business, so that opened the door for me to walk in and do brewing on a fairly full-time basis. And Marty, what, what kind of encouraged you to, to take that leap into not just the restaurant side of things a few years ago, but then to transition into brewing as well? So <laughs> it, it's, I, I, I lead, uh, I, I always think big. And when, <clears throat> when I, I mean, the restaurant isn't a big thing, but for, for me, it's, it's a big thing for the community. And when, when, when I was thinking about doing, doing a brewery and it was like, all right, yeah, five barrels, or not a five barrel, but like a five gallon system, that's really cool. And then, no, no, that's probably not enough, man. And this is all like when I wanted to start home brewing, but, and I still haven't ever brewed a batch of beer in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is like seven years ago when, when we still lived in Arizona. I'm like, all right, I'm going to like Spike Brewing and SS Brewtech. And I'm like, oh man, this one's really cool. And, and you know, how does this work? And I'm trying to do all this research for uh, um, like YouTube and videos and so on and so forth. And I'm like, no, man, we need, we need, the, we need the 15 gallon batch. No, no, maybe that's not enough. And then, and then we moved here and I'm like, I kind of slowed it down when, when we started thinking about doing the, doing the restaurant and I still kind of looked at it in the mornings and then, and then I, I, I met Tom and Tom's like, yeah, come over for a brew day. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to see this fantastic, you know, brew system and so on and so forth. And I get in his garage and in his little brewery room and it's a, it's an old stove from the fifties and, <laughs> and, and it's a pot with a, with a, with a ball valve on it on the bottom and, a, and an igloo cooler. And he's like, all right, cool. We just mashed in and this and that and the other. I'm not saying a word. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and, then, and then we go out to this keg on a, on a, on a turkey burner. And it's, it's cut, the keg top's cut off and it's got a little filter in the bottom. And I'm like, you're going to boil in that? <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, yeah, man, this is really, really good. And he's, he's always excited when he's brewing. And, and I'm like, all right. And then... You know, and, and as I got to know Tom more and more, it was like he's he's won some awards brewing off of this system. I'm like, holy crap! You know, what if what if he actually gets on a good system? Not saying that that wasn't a good system, <laughs> but you know, I'm like, you know, I, I'm just like I'm totally excited. I'm like, yes, man! If Tom gets on this this super clean system and on and on and on, and I'm like, he's gonna he's gonna just rock the world, you know. So and that that's that was my mindset. So. Marty, it sounds like you're my avatar in this situation, and, and Tom and Drew are the, the pair here. So Drew's the brewer out of the two of us, and okay. he's got the home set up. And I had to, yeah, what you described, I had. The I was like, oh, I know exactly And the, what this and looks the turkey like. burners. And the, yeah. So you were the muscle, right? You were there to lift the heavy stuff and stir, and, and yeah. you know, you're the one who's smart. You're the one doing the work and calculations and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, and I'm just there to drink beer and lift heavy stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. Awesome. We, yeah. we pick things up and put them down. Well, I, think, I would say when it comes to brewing equipment, there is such a broad spectrum, especially on the home brew side yeah. of things, but you, you learn your equipment really well, and I think that, that having that set up um, teaches you to, to sort of follow a process and maybe take like a scientific approach and how you're... Yeah, it's a lot more hands-on. Um, I've always just brewed with you know, real basic equipment, and a lot of the other home brewers here in town, they've got all the automated stuff, and it's like, eh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
when when you finally did get onto the setup that was for Salt Mine, did it feel like cheating? Like, did it feel? It kind of scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a few sleepless nights wondering if I, how am I going to operate the system. And then once we did a practice run and an actual brew day, um, I saw that yeah maybe I can do this. So and after about half a dozen, I was just starting to sleepwalk through it already. So. <laughs> So, so Tom, then what got you ultimately into brewing? And then, and then you know, you mentioned your, your brother getting ill and making that leap then professionally. But what got you started on the, on the amateur or the home brewing side? Uh, probably about 20 years ago, I started getting into the craft beer. And then I met, uh, started tailgating at Husker baseball games with uh, a guy out of Lincoln by the name of Doug Finke. He's pretty well known in the home brew circle over there. And uh, he started bringing his home brews around tailgating. And I started liking them, and I hung around with him brewing a few times, and I says, uh, I'm going to try this. So, and snowballed from there. Well, I got to say, you know, having sampled just a few beers real quick, the, the single axle and the three-mile, I was drawn to that three-mile right away. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that three-mile beer is and, and kind of what that brings to the table? Um, it's a Vienna-style lager. I've always been partial to, like, European ambers. Uh, so I like Oktoberfest, the Vienna Lager. So I, I worked on that recipe at home and got it down to where I like it. And um, I really like the malt profile, and it just comes over really good. I get a lot of good compliments on it. So. What I like about this beer specifically is that it doesn't shy away from the bitterness. It uses that to really mm-hmm. balance out some malty sweetness and that malt profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Drew and I are huge fans of, like, the pale ales and um, those European-style beers that don't shy away from what makes those beers make you want to take a second sip, right? Yeah, if yeah. it's a little bitter, oh, I need to get a little more of that sweetness, and then the bitter finishes, and then I come back for more. And so when I, I was looking through the website, I was like, I'm starting with the three-mile. Whether we get a flight or a beer or whatever, <laughs> that's where I want to start because that one was the one that was most exciting, and now it's almost gone, and I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went for the, the extra special bitter right off the bat, Monarch Gold, um, just because I, I love bitters. I love mm-hmm. English-style ales, and, and, yeah, same thing, just really well-balanced um, incredibly just crushable right i, I always like that yeah that style and that was uh actually a homebrew competition i got a gold medal with that one that was my first gold medal beer so oh heck yeah <laughs> i can i can see why oh yeah, yeah. just took a sip yeah I'm, I'm with you there yeah we're we're fans of you know the hazies we're fans of the ipas but when they when you get a good just like english style or european style bitter that just is a, a drink you know you go to a pub and you say i'll take a beer and that's what mm-hmm. they give you yeah. like yeah that's that's where we really yeah. gravitate towards mm-hmm. yeah um, so Marty, uh, you, you've been around, you were, you were in Arizona, you've been around Nebraska. Yeah. Um, I'm curious why, why was it important for you to, to open up Ropers here, open up uh, Salt Mine City here in David City? Um, what was it about this community where you felt like this was the right fit for you? Well, it, <laughs> honestly, it, 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 was, it was a right fit for me because my, mom, or my, my mother-in-law, my wife's mother, uh, passed away about four years ago, five years ago. And when we were living in Arizona, she would fly back like five, six times a year just to watch the nephews. We don't have kids. So we, she'd fly back and watch the nephews play baseball and football. And it's like, all right, you know, there's really nothing in Arizona for us. It's like, you know, yeah, we've got some friends and we've got great jobs and, you know, this, 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 and this. And we've got a great house with a pool and an outdoor kitchen and a TV that I can just, you know, on and on. And on. And, but there wasn't any family. You know, yeah. we had... One of our friends was, that lived down there and ultimately moved back. And, and now he's moving back to Arizona. But, um, no, it was just, it, I didn't care where we lived. 
as long as like what we were doing made us happy, you know? And I told her, I'm like, if we move back, we're opening a bar or a brewery, one of the two. So we get back and then I slowly realized that, all right, if we open a brewery here, we need food. So let's open a bar and grill, serve the best food, give the greatest service that we can give. And then if that works out, then we'll do the brewery. And then we'll let the brewery take over from there. You know, so it's, it was the bar and then the brewery. And then we're slowly transitioning to the brewery side. That way it's because, what was it, yesterday we canned with uh, Bottle Rocket. They, we contract brewed with them. And I'm sitting behind the canning machine and I'm like, I'm watching all the cans go by and this and that and the other. And I'm like, if we get past our one barrel system and we go to a five or a 10 or whatever we decide to go with and we're canning and I'm like, I'm not going to have time for the restaurant. I'm not going to have time to be in the kitchen. It's just what it is. I mean, we don't have the, the population to pull from for, you know, a kitchen manager and kitchen help. You know, we've got multiple high school students that back there, I mean, just doing a fantastic job. And I've got, a, I've got a guy, which is basically my kitchen manager, and he's doing fantastic as well. But if, if I leave and he's able to do, to do what I do, but it's, it's just that one less person there that is just that we need. Yeah. And, you know, trying to find that, you know, find, find another Chuck. It's like, ah, damn it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the challenge of, of, a, of a smaller community is, is you have fewer people to help pull in that same direction. And right. it's awesome that you get to lean on, you know, high school kids who want to be here and, and work. And there's kind of that sense in these communities of, of that hard work that's, that's yeah. willing to be found in a place like David City that might be difficult to find in a, in a different, larger yeah. community. You yeah. know, you just don't have that same kind of population with that same kind of attitude. So it's really neat that you have a community that not only comes to this place as like a local watering hole, but also is like, we want to be here to help make it succeed. You don't always have that. You know, there's more competition in other places where it's not so much that you can't compete in a larger place. It's right. that some other places just don't want to see you succeed. Right. And, and, and that's really unique, I think, about communities like these that we've been able to visit and walking around and seeing the kind of places that are around in David City. You, you feel that same kind of effort. Yeah. Um, kind of switching, talking more about, you know, brewing specific in the, in the brewery itself, there's often a lot of bureaucratic tape that you have to jump through when you start a brewery, um, especially in the United States. And from our understanding, you guys experienced the exact opposite. Is that yeah. true? That yes. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what was it like hitting green lights instead of red lights? And, and who helped get you together to like pull in the same direction, like hearing about the community jumping in? Like, what was that like to have to basically play catch up to the government instead of the other way around? Right. Yeah, it was it was so crazy because we uh, how did we were I think we went to um, monolithic um, and and I was just struggling I'm I, I mean I, I'm not I'm not a well-educated person by any means and I'm trying to do all this paperwork and figure out what goes where and how to how to you know align it with what we need to align it with and we go to monolithic for a brew day and you know we're hanging out with them and tasting beers and this and that and the other and I I, I had to ask I'm like how did you know how did you guys get through the paperwork? And they're like, oh, call this person, lawyer so-and-so. And And I'm like, really? 
how much was that? Oh, it's, you know, I'm like, well worth it. So I got a hold of them, gave her all my information, everything going on, um, and she sent it in. And then, so from what we heard, it was, it was nine months for the government, for, for the feds, the TTB, to do, to get all our stuff ready. And then it was going to be another three months for state. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, that sounds fair. So, you know, Tom's still got a lot of stuff going on. You know, we're really not, I mean, we, we were ready. We had everything at the brewery. It was all set up. I mean, and then, <laughs> and I, it was like 45 days. <laughs> 45 days. <laughs> days. She gets back to me. She's like, "All right, federal approved you. It's getting sent into you. It's getting sent into the state." I think it was a day or two later. I get an email from the state saying that we were approved. Oh my gosh! Wow. I'm like, are you, I, I call Tom. I'm like, "Dude, we're legal." <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, your 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 wife gets pregnant, and you're like, "I got nine months to figure out how to be an adult." Right. And then 45 days later, she goes, the baby's here. It's ready to go. Everything's healthy. You better hit the ground running. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, is like every time I called anybody from the, the Nebraska Liquor Commission, hey, how you doing? This, this, and this. Very polite. Very cordial. Answered all my questions. Got back to me when, when they didn't have an answer. I was just like, I'm blown away. I'm like, this isn't the government. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like well, are you kidding me? Who, who are you guys? So, I mean, it was just, it was just an absolute, just, I mean, the fire marshal, the, the building inspectors, everybody was just like wanting us to succeed. Was David City a dry town before you guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was, they're just, everyone's they're like, just, we need a bar, guys. Let's right. pull I mean, in the same direction. So, so well, in, in, to make kind of that, I mean, it, David City is a bush light town. So, I, I wanted, I knew, I knew that we needed something that that would just be a bush-like killer. And that's where we came up with single axle. I'm like, all right, we need, and that's this guy. So tell us a little bit about that single axle. What kind of, uh, I mean, it does have similar profile, but I'm noticing a little bit more sweetness that's right. coming off of that. There's Can some you... corn sugar in there. Okay. So that gets your sweetness in there. It's a real simple. It's actually one of the other local home brewers that had the recipe, and he came down, and we brewed the first couple batches. And it was coming out over... Closer to five and a half percent than four Nothing and a half. Was that? <laughs> no, but uh, just to feed it to the, the bush light drinkers in this town, we had to dial it down a little yeah. bit. So yeah. they're used to drinking a twelve pack, and they got to scale it down to like ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're when you're brewing, you 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 start off. It sounds like you're aiming at the bush light crowd, right? And, and well, breaking into that. Or? We didn't. We didn't initially start doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. that was one of our goals to get to. Okay. Have have, have one of those, but. I, I basically was like, Tom, brew great beer. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted. It's a simple philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, I started off with, uh, like, uh, blondes and uh, some uh, the cream ale. I've had those recipes at home that I did pretty well with, and, and so we eased into that. And then, then we realized uh, Oktoberfest. October was rolling around, so I hurried up and brewed some Oktoberfest, and then the Vienna and all that. So okay. <laughs> it just... When you when you get those folks coming in here, they're they're you know trying the the single axle. Are they are they then like willing to take that next step to explore what else you have on the menu? We 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 are we are experiencing that quite a bit, and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy because they, sometimes they start off with the single axle, and sometimes they start off with 
Um, we only have a six tap system, and, and it's kind of we've got thirteen beer, thirteen different beers sitting at the brewery or walk in in the brewery. Mm-hmm. So I'm we're actually upgrading to a ten. So it'll make it easier and more accessible for people to have different beers. But they they would start off with a flight. And then it's like, all right, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one. And then, you know, the, the beers had changed the, the next week. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I like this one, but I don't really like this one. And, and then they would start, you, you would you actually see them getting pints. And it's like, all right, they, they, they found something they like. Yeah. And there was, there was a couple that comes in once, once or twice a week, and they were dead set bushlight drinkers. I mean, they would always get a bottle of bushlight. And then it's like, all right. And then somehow Chris, my wife, sold them on a, on a flight one day. And I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, I think we got them. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, they're, they, they're, they're, they're changing. They're, they're, they're actually, like, experimenting with, with our different beers. So, and, and, and I'm like, I don't get to see it because half the time I'm in the kitchen. So it's like, all right. So I'm, and, and that's, you know, when I, when I see that, it's just like, just so nice just letting people you know watching people explore and and expand their minds on just you know i mean beer is one thing but you know so it's yeah we we've come across that story a lot of of oh yeah um you know folks just yeah you you, you step into the craft industry and you expect a little pretentiousness or you you know there's a lot of ideas out there of what craft beer really is um and and a lot of Nebraska breweries are doing a great job of, um, you know, creating these, these classic styles and creating stuff that's true to, to what it's supposed to be. And, um, and people are finding avenues into a uh, different beer that they've never had before and probably didn't think that or expect that they would enjoy. How does that feel, Tom, as a brewer to then convert someone? Like, is, that's ultimately, I would assume, what the goal is, right? Yeah, it's kind of humbling. <laughs> it, uh, it's like... Uh, Brewing at home, it was like, I, I knew I made some decent beers, and I knew I, brewing on the system I had, there was a lot of ways you could screw them up, too. And, but I, I uh, taught my friends and family, and says, be honest with me. Don't, don't try to blow smoke. I want to know exactly what. So, and, and they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but then when it was good, it was good. But and it, then when, and they, it's just when nice. they started criticizing your system, you're like, okay, calm down. Like, yeah. I, I asked about the beer. <laughs> not the <laughs> so, yeah, when, when uh, people are coming in and drinking and telling me they like it i just i, I still still humbles me i just i i, I think it's good but <laughs> it's like <laughs> so marty did owning a bar before it transitioned to a brewery do you feel like that gave you an advantage with deciding you know what to keep on tap or you know especially with like a six tap system like how you cycle beers through or or i mean did you have flavor or ideas of what flavors customers were going to gravitate towards was there an advantage there to being a, a bar and grill first or was it more just being pragmatic and, and having kind of that revenue stream before injecting the brewery so kind of kind of like a funny story we we didn't actually have i like when 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 we when i got all the equipment for the bar we didn't have a tap system or or a kegerator in mind it was literally it came probably three weeks before we opened. And it's like, I'm like, all right, well, fine. Yeah, let's get a kegerator. But if I'm getting a kegerator, I'm only serving Nebraska brewed beers. I mean, I, I, I brought in a couple beers from out of state, not knowing that, you know, just like, yeah, that's good. I really like that one. And it's like, oh, damn it, it's not from here, but we're going <laughs> to serve it anyway. <laughs> so, 
but I mean, literally, like within the, the first two months, it paid for itself. It was just like, yeah. So, and then we learned that, you know, okay, well, the, like, the Blood Orange Blonde, which we don't have on tap right now, um, from Catalyst, sold really, really well. Um, the Kincader stuff sold really, really well. So we, we kind of learned what, what was selling and what wasn't. Um, uh, Lucky Bucket, their, 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 uh, their lager sold really, really well. Um, uh, obviously, Snow Beast, we sold the crap out of that. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Yeah, I mean, I think we went through probably 20-some six barrels the first year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was insane. That, just to, to segue or a little side, that the barrel-aged Snow Beast, I think, is, is up there. As one of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dangerously <laughs> delicious. We, we got one of those. We, we were lucky enough to get one. And the people that like Snow Beast were like, all right, this is a barrel-aged Snow Beast. It is higher in alcohol content. It kind of tastes a little bit like whiskey. Yeah. And they, there, was, there was people that was like, yeah, I can't do that. And then there was others just like, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> whoop. You can't? I can. <laughs> and, that, and the glass would get shared around the table, and they were like, they, they would try it. And it's just, you know, I, just, just seeing that with, like, sitting in the bar area and people sampling beers and, you know, I was like, I want them to do that with my beer someday. I, you know, it's like, yeah, let's, let's get something out there that's, you know, okay, well, this is, this is a lot, but, you know, maybe I can have one, one of those. Yeah. I think that's, that's great that you, you know, you're talking about serving other Nebraska beers and, and your own affinity for it, uh, enjoyment of it. Um, you talked about monolithics help yeah. setting the brewery up, uh, canning with bottle rocket, um, you know, what is it do you think about Nebraska craft beer and, and craft breweries um, in this state that's that's unique? Um, and you know, what's it like being a part of that community? Um, I don't know if it's unique to Nebraska, but everybody from different breweries, we all get along, we share information, mm-hmm. uh, and we're always helping each other, willing to help each other out. And that's what I've noticed even before I got into this. I, I, you could see that. Um, it's just fun being around all those other brewers. And, and I didn't know a few of them, you know, before I got into the, into the pearl brewing side. So um, it's it's exciting to. They're in our corner cheering us on and say, yeah. "You're doing well." So that helps. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm the guy. I was in Lincoln one day at, at Costco, and I'm like, you know, all right, breweries. And I, I I found Corn Coast, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh I yeah. Went, yeah, I went. I went. It was it was probably like eight or nine. No, it, was, it had to have been after ten, but. They weren't open, obviously. So I'm, I'm, I'm driving over there. There's a couple of vehicles in their, in their parking lot, and I'm, I'm like, I'm that guy that's knocking on your door. I'm like, I just want to say hi and look around. You know, give me five minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's just I don't expect it, but if you're willing to do it, and, and they were they were welcoming, and they they were like, come on in. You know, hey, you know this this and this, and they spent 20, 30, 40 minutes with me, and it was, I mean, it was just so great. You know, and and that's what all the breweries that, that we've gone to and experienced, it was just like, hey, come on in. You know, you're, you're just starting or, or, you know, even if you're, you've been around for 10 years and you want to check us out, come on in. You know? Yeah. That sounds like Corn Coast. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not we, a surprising. We were fortunate story. enough to sit down with those guys a couple of weeks ago and, and they were the exact same way. They're hospitable, they're hosts. And again, that's what draws us to this community is yeah. it's all people who are just excited to see others succeed and that's rare in the business arena that's rare in the restaurant arena Um, but we always love hearing that as kind of the answer as to what makes nebraska brewing unique and that's everyone wants everyone to succeed yeah yeah they're they're, they're always like i mean anytime we go in like here's my number if you need anything or you got any questions call me 
Yeah, they even they picked me up at the airport one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. They would, though. I bet you they would. I, I won't think of a couple that might. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I would say lead, I, we've had so many wonderful run-ins with, with, with you know, folks, and the fact that we've been welcomed into... Yeah, um, this is all a ruse. Is. This is just to get free beer and to meet people. We're not even recording. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah. So um, where do you guys draw inspiration from uh, when it comes to new beers? Is it, are you guys named first? I mean, is it oh, no. beer first? Is it, where, where, where does that inspiration come from? And kind of, does it fall in line with a brewing philosophy or is it just more? Uh, I think there's a style that I want to try that I'll eventually plan or do it. I think I've brewed 25 different kinds of beer so far in the year um and it's like all right where do i want to go next what haven't i tried um what are, which do I, which way do i want to go with this ipa and um just you got to think do something different otherwise uh, it just gets boring so um so like the names I, I i was a truck driver for numerous years and um and that's where salt mine city comes from so the old uh um movie convoy um, rubber Duck, the song Rubber Duck. So there, there's, on the next album, there's Rubber Duck Around the World, and it references Salt Mine City in Poland, and it's like, all right. It, it just had a catchy ring for me, and that's where the name for the brewery came from. But, like, the names for the beer obviously come from there, too, like Jake Break and Single Axle, Triple Axle. Um, but, like, I think we did, like, our, our German beers. We're like, all right, German dive bars. So we've got Super Molly and uh, Captain Cap- Tomsky. That's our Dunkelweiss. So. Can I can I make a request? Yes. For yeah. a beer name? Yeah. I don't know the German term, the German language for it, but there is a German term called an elephant race. That's what it translates to in English, and it's when two semis are in front of you in both lanes. You got to make like a stout or something real heavy right. called the elephant race. Well, we're gonna have and to that's that. and Germans have a word for that on the autobahn when they're just trapped by two semis. <laughs> That's a good idea. I don't, I don't know what the, the, the German <laughs> phrase is for it. I forget that. I took German for five years, and I lost it all. But, but the, uh, the English translation, and I've always, every time we're on a road trip, my wife's like, are you going to tell me the story of the elephant race? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tell you that there's a German word for elephant race. So I, I want to see that beer. I'm welcoming any names. It's just, it's just the worst part of brewing, coming yeah. up with names. I almost named one Batch 29 because I couldn't come up with this thing. <laughs> Where do you want to go next, Drew? Um, so we can, go, we can go back to talking about collaborating with other, other breweries around the state. Um, do you have any we collaborations? Have, we haven't yet. Talk uh, we talked to uh, one, one or two that have yeah. suggested it. But uh, right now, it's just trying to figure out logistics of when we want to do it, when we can. So. Yeah. One barrel system, I'm brewing a lot. <laughs> so, right. so when Marty throws out, like, I want to have a barrel-aged beer, how does that sit with you? Like, is that... <laughs> Is that in line with the direction so, you want to go? Or? So uh, that's, that's that wasn't Marty's idea. <laughs> no, so, that was your so, idea? Oh, well, wow. uh, <laughs> myself and one of the other homebrewers that comes around and helps you out from now and then, um, we got talking the other day. I said, we're coming up on batch 100. What do we want to do for batch 100? Uh-oh. And we said, well, that's got to be a barrel age. So there you oh, go. that's in it's, the plans in the next couple of months. So. Yeah, I'd say it's easy to dream big when you're not, you know, exactly. operating that system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Marty says, you want to do it? Go ahead. So. Very cool. <laughs> do, you, do you have... Um, like a whiskey in mind. I see like Pendleton kind of hanging around. You know, the, the bar back's got some, I, some nice American classics back there with, with like Jack Daniels. Is there? I'm going to lean on somebody that drinks hard liquor more than I do. So it's like, uh, 
there's some guys in the ho- local homebrewers that know a little more. And uh, Midwest Barrel's got a pretty good selection to choose from of different brands. So we're going to look into that shortly. So I would say that that would be kind of an awesome beer to just mm. batch 100. It sounds like such a it does have a great clean name, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's easy to come up with a name for that one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> So you've mentioned a few uh, local breweries. Are there any other local breweries that you guys kind of look up to or national breweries that you look at and say, like, this is a brewery that we really like the way they operate. We really like the way that they put beer out or their philosophy or something along those lines. Are there other places that inspire you guys? Um, I've always been pretty fond of uh, Scratch Town over in Ord. Um, yeah. I did actually meet Mike a few years, a couple of years before they opened the brewery and we shared some home brews and uh, I've keep in touch with them a little bit whenever I can get up there. Uh, I, I always like their style, the way they do things, and of course they have great beer too. So They have great water as well, yes, which I would imagine <laughs> is, is, is something that uh, can be envious for a, a brewery. I, I actually brought some water back from there one time to brew, and I did a side-by-side comparison with David City water and Sand Hills water, and it was noticeably different. Really? Yeah. What, what kind of beer did you brew with that? Um... Don't remember now. So. Awesome. <laughs> I think it was a California Common. That, that tells you how good yeah. it was because yeah. you don't remember because you drank it all. <laughs> it was a California Common now that I remember. Okay. So, uh, and, yeah, you could tell the difference. So. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a fun experiment. I would like to see, like, because I know with, with 505 they said that Fremont's water is, like, almost perfect yeah. for a beer. They don't even have to touch it. So, Bef- Before you ask your next question, Drew, I want to jump in a little bit more about the beer that we're sampling. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm working on Jake. Jake break? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that mango is very pronounced. Mm-hmm. How do you guys uh, infuse the mango flavor? What do you guys use to bring that flavor forward in the beer? Um, we use a, a puree infusion um, in the um, when I'm transferring to a secondary. Um, it just blended in there. And um, I, I think I went a little overboard. I might dial it back a little bit. Okay. <laughs> For me, it's a little strong, but other people like it. Some people. I like that the, the flavor is present. And Drew, I, I noticed you haven't gotten to that one yet because you're working through I right am. now on the triple. Yes. Um, but with yeah. that, Jake the Snake, or Jake the Snake, Jake the Brave, <laughs> my apologies. Um, I, I like that it's not an overbearing sweetness with the fruit. Mm-hmm. It is just a very fruit-forward yeah. beer. And you really do get, I mean, it's one where if you just set that in front of someone, this to me is one of those transition beers, right? Mm-hmm. If someone liked Bush Light, if someone was kind of a, a standard beer drinker, and then you put this in front of them, and you don't tell them what it is. They're going to go, oh, that's a really nice flavor. And then you say, okay, cool. Well, you're drinking a mango beer. And they're like, wait, hold on. I didn't sign up for a mango <laughs> beer, but I like it. And that's when kind of those transitions happen. I think it's a, a lovely beer. So I just wanted to shout Thank that you. out. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, while we're at it, Triple, triple Axel is incredible. You know, like just a great tropical scent, mm-hmm. you know, nose to it. And, and good bitterness, but still not overwhelming. Um, and this is a, the Hazy IPA. We've talked about these two. Um, we've, I've gotten bonkers on hazy IPAs and I think the whole industry has, right? Yes. Um, but to, to come across one where you start to drink it and you're not like rolling your eyes at another hazy IPA, but to be impressed by it and to like, and to want to come back again for that, that next drink and to really explore and, and get inside of that beer is, it's just great. There so again, that's, I can't take all the credit for that one. A <laughs> uh, local home brewer here, yeah. Matt Summers had the recipe and he came in and, and got helped me brew that one. Um, well, shout out so to Matt then. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got to give him credit for that recipe. How, so. I mean, going going back to kind of that, you know, that's that's a, a really neat feature that you guys have of this brewery that you mm-hmm. don't just have Tom brewing beer, but you have locals who then have the pride in the beer yeah. that's being served there. Yeah. How does that affect the the folks who are coming through and, and sampling your beer? Oh, I think it has a big effect. Uh, 
you know, they want to bring their friends in. They say, hey, my beer's on tap, you know, and, and yeah. uh, bring their family and friends in, and, and it just brings more people in. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, that's, that's, that's very unique. I hope you guys recognize wildly, yeah. how unique that is and how special that is, that you have a place like that where you know, you've got local folks who can come in and they can have their beer on tap. We, we brewed a beer with Divots. We were fortunate enough to, to work with them, and same thing. Like, I mean, we brought 20 people into the bar when it was time for the beer to be tapped yeah. because there's this sense of pride in, in this, like, hey, you're, it's, you're safe to drink it. Like, it's good. This, yeah. is, and this is good. It's fun. Is that something that happened organically like, or, or out of necessity? Um, or how did that idea come about where you said, I'm going to bring in some home brewers or well, borrow recipes? So I, I used to belong to the Lincoln Loggers Home Brew Club, and then I discovered we had a few home brewers here in town, and we decided to start our own club. And I named myself president. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so we've been together for about five or six years, and uh, we just like drinking each other's beer and and helping each other out. So, are, are you still active in that homebrew yeah. as well? Yeah. Yes. So, that's awesome. That you're. Is, is there experimentation that goes on at home before you bring it on the larger scale, or are you? Yeah, we use um, just like for our Irish Red. So, one of the homebrewers was helping me out and we were talking about the Irish red and we worked up a recipe and he went home and brewed it up a test batch and he says that it's not going to stay in my keg very long says all right we're doing it so (laughs) ultimate compliment yeah Yeah, exactly now do you do you get a lot of local folks that that frequent this place or do you find that um, maybe a lot of your customers are people passing through along the highway here so Now that now that like we're with the you know the craft brewers guild and we're on Untapped and you know the social medias, we we do find that there's a lot of people that that are that are just coming in and just saying hey we saw you online or we saw you you know on Google's or whatever, <coughs> and uh, it's just it's like oh yeah nice and and you know you can you can tell being that we've been open for two years it's like. You can tell the, the people that aren't regulars that are that are looking up at the Untapped app and they're they're checking out the beers and you, you can tell that they're they're here for the beer. Yeah, and it's you know and I'll go over and introduce myself and answer any questions that I may or may not possibly answer, <laughs> <laughs> but I am learning. But you know, I mean, they're like, "Hey, are you the brewer?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, I, I will not know." So I will not admit that I'm the brewer. So, but yeah, I. I, I, I've learned so much in the last two years, just hanging out with Tom at home or um, at the brewery. It's just been absolutely amazing. And just seeing the look on people's face when I walk up to the table and say, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, you, how do you like the beers? And they're like, you know, it's like, yeah, these, this one's really good. Uh, this one's, uh, you know, not my favorite. And, and I welcome that. I mean, tell me my beer is crap. If you don't like my beer, I want to know. And, and, and why don't you like it? Is it just a personal preference or is it, is it just, is, is there an off flavor? You know, I want to know. Yeah. That way it's, you know, I, 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 I learned a long time ago, do not take anything ever personal because it's just going to, it's going to ruin your day. Yeah. That's good advice. That's fair. Our That's listeners it. should just sit on that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear anything? Don't take it personal. Even if it's personal, it's not personal. It's not personal. <laughs> Um, I say I've, I've come yeah. across one yet in this flight. Where, I was going to say, would... if someone says this, that your beer is off, they're just wrong. I think they might, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should take it personally if you're like, okay. 
Um, you'll also notice on our flights that Drew and I both did the exact same thing, which is really funny. We worked our way towards the cream ale. Mm. And that is not an affront to cream ales. What we've learned doing this podcast is that's, that's kind of like the Nebraska secret beer, that that cream ale, for some reason, is magic in this state. Can you tell us a little bit about cruising and, and what goes into that cream ale? Um, been so long since I've brewed it, I think. <laughs> um, it's just a simple, uh, there's some little flake corn in there to give it that creamy taste, and I think a little bit of flaked oats. Um, it's not a very complicated beer to make. So um, It's not complicated, it, but it is smooth, it's mm-hmm. easy to drink, it's got a little bit of bitterness, but again, that's another one of those transition beers, like, oh, try the single axle, and I think mm-hmm. you might also like a cream ale, and, then yeah. like, and that with the mango, that'd be like the perfect flight for someone who's like, I don't drink craft beer. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So the craft beer industry is one of constant evolution and forward thinking. Looking ahead, you know, you've talked about barrel-aged beers. You've talked about focusing on the brewery. Are there other things that you're looking forward to? Are there other things that kind of are on the horizon that feel maybe a year out, a year and a half out, two years out? Like, what does the future hold for, uh, for Salt Mine? A bigger system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then with the bigger system, then we can get into canning ourselves if we want to, uh, want to go that route. Um, just a little more opportunity to start more distribution, uh, get it out in the state a little further. So. Are, there, are there rules you guys have to follow because you brew off-site in bringing the beer here? Or is that, did the, you're laughing, should I shut up and not say <laughs> no, anything? No. Are you like, the government left us alone, <laughs> ignore it. No, I, I actually called, uh, called the Nebraska Liquor Commission, and, and I'm like, hey, is there, I asked the same question, and I'm like, she's like, you know what, you could put it on your bicycle and take it there. I don't care. <laughs> I live in David they, City. I want beer. They wanted beer we so bad. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like, are you kidding me? She's like, no, just throw it in the back of your pickup, take it to the bar, and serve it. Just, just make sure that you track everything that, that goes out, you know? I mean, just do all your paperwork. Yeah. Do you guys distribute outside of, of the bar? I know you just canned at, at uh, Bottle Rocket. Do you do any other kegging for any other restaurants or anything yep. like that? Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, we've been at uh, Casual Pint, the Heights Draft Room. Um, I'm taking samples to Brewski's in Omaha. We have kegs at, actually, I just got a Facebook or a text the other day that single axles on at uh, Brewski's East in Lincoln. Um, wow. they, have a, uh, they have a keg of jake break and a keg of our beach and ipa okay and that's that jake one. break's not gonna last i'm telling you right now like that's that's gonna be a beer that people are gonna be like easy yeah. i'm gonna I've got two more in the fermenter right now so. there you go <laughs> yeah yeah what's that what's that like for you to to see your beer on tap it pretty cool another, yeah <laughs> do you hold that over the head of the other brewers in your club or are you like no, no, that's no. Bad. You i would say not if they keep slinging recipes <laughs> your way you might you want to be careful yeah. well they're they're thrilled as it's if it's one of their beers they're yeah. thrilled to see it there too they're calling all their family and yeah. friends say hey my beer's over here so. yeah. yeah like like the beach and is, is is another recipe from one of our um josh siepel he's uh he's part of the brew club and he he's like yeah we want to i mean i remember him hey can we do this and i'm like well yeah i don't care you know what is it and he gives me a sample at the home at his house and i'm like oh yeah this is pretty good and you know he he, he was asking he's like so uh so why didn't you tell me that um that beechen was at brewski so i was like uh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so so it was like a six barrel of beechen and they went through that pretty quick, and now I, we took down a half barrel, and I'm, 
the bad thing is like I don't you know they, they don't have an untapped that to where it's like yep it's on it's on tap now or you know you can't it's kind of hard to track that sure yeah well so as you're seeing as you're seeing Salt Mine City kind of expand um, and, and reaching these other markets these other cities um, is there anything that, that you guys want to be known for whether it's like a certain style of beer um, you know within within David City and then, and then beyond we never really put a signature beer in our line we just mm-hmm. um i i like you know the classic styles you notice i got a lot of those i'd never brewed a lot of ipas at home i think the only one that i really had success with is i did a odell's brewing ipa clone and uh i just kind of got away from ipas I drifted away from them got tired of them and so now i got to lean on the, the other guys for my ipa recipes so <laughs> i so me, me being the, the big, I gotta, we gotta be big and we gotta be huge. It's like, all right, we're gonna do, we're gonna do single axle and it's gonna take over the world, you know? <laughs> it's gonna be like, yes. So, I mean, that's that's kind of my my dream, you know? Is it is it is is it obtainable? Yeah. Um, will it happen? I don't know, you know. And and that's just it. I I I've learned in the last year, especially with brewing beer, that something that I like, it's not going to be a favorite of everybody else, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, this one's going to be a killer. And you know, it's going to, it's going to blow up the world and we're going to be super huge brewer guys. And we're going to walk around and go to other bars and sell our beer. And no, it's not going to happen. You know, you know, I, I, I think it was a couple months ago. I kind of sat back and I'm like, all right, man, let's, let's get our head on straight and let's just sell our beer. Don't, don't try and push, you know, like, all right, single axle, it's the new bush light killer, especially being now that so-and-so tripped up and did a bad something, something, and, you know, it's like, all right, this is your new, this is your new tap handle. And this is, you know, this is what you should be selling all day long. No, um, I take samples and, you know, right off the tap and take it right, you know, I'll leave in the morning and, and go to, you know, said bar and say, hey, you know, this is what we've got on tap right now. What do you think? Is is this something that you're interested in? Um, and you know, if they if they if they enjoy it and they like it and they call me back, great. But I mean, I, and maybe that's my downfall. I don't I don't keep going back. What I what I think is important about what you what you said about you know the so and so and the what have you. You're letting the the beer speak for itself. The beer is nothing more than being a beer. It doesn't have to have a message behind it. It can just be a beer that yeah. you enjoy. Yeah. And, you know, people from both sides can enjoy it. And, yeah. and that's, that to me is the beauty of, of the craft beer community is that it's more about welcoming people in and saying, I want you to just enjoy my beer. The, the pride you've talked about, Tom and Marty, about these brewers who are in these home clubs who get to have their beer on tap. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a story worth telling. And it's all because I just want you to enjoy my beer. And, and that's, I don't care who you are. I want you to enjoy my beer. And, and that, to me, is a beautiful message that the craft beer community um, can present, where it's, hey, come in and just be able to sit next to whoever's at the bar, have a conversation, doesn't matter about what, and, and just sit back going, this is a nice, well, for us, it's a nice morning uh, with, with six beers, but it's a nice afternoon or it's a nice evening, and, and the only thing I'm worried about is, is having a nice conversation with so-and-so. And yeah. that, that's, that, to me, is like such a message that could, could permeate across the, the world. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say the the mix of personality, the the 
the incredible ambition, right? The, the big dreaming, the humility, and not to like put you guys in boxes, but um, it, it sounds like you just did. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but you speak but, the truth. Yeah. Um, uh, leaning on leaning on other people, leaning on community, blending it all together, like it, it it's a it's a it, it all balances out. Yeah, it balances out. It balances out in the beer. It balances out in your success and in, in what you're doing here and what you've created. Um, and I and I think that all comes through. Um, in the experience that you that you give to people yeah. um, in a very very positive way, and so you know how you want to define success. That's yeah. that's probably going to change you know yeah. over time, um, but ultimately it does boil down to again your philosophy: you just make damn good beer. Yeah. yeah. So, so kind of jumping off what Drew said, um, we like to do our research before we come out, and we like to to see everything we can about the, the community and the the breweries and the restaurant. You guys have nearly a hundred reviews on Google. And you have an incredibly impressive 4.8 out of 5 stars. What do you guys think? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, did you know? <laughs> News to me. Here you go. I mean, which is very difficult to do. One, to get a, almost 100 reviews is very hard, yeah. right? So you, and if you didn't know about it, that clearly means that they're like, they're occurring naturally. Yeah. What do you think goes into creating that kind of an experience for, we're, we're getting pointed at Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so... So that's that's my wife. She's the bartender. She just she runs this, and it's it's a tight ship out here. She expects every all her servers to just be right on, and it's and that's just that's how she does things. She's she she could be the angry bartender or the or the bitchy bartender, but you know what? <laughs> she she gets shit done, and 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 it pisses me off sometimes that you know maybe she's not the happy go go lucky girl, but <clears throat> you know what? The people get her food, the people get their beers, and when they leave, they're happy, you know? But that's all that matters. I mean, we just, we just want to serve great food in a timely manner and great beer. That's it. it. I mean, with 114 seats in here and sometimes just her and I running this out front and then Chuck and a couple 16-year-olds in the kitchen, you know, sometimes it sucks, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, we still, we still try to just be helping people out and you know hey you know we'll let you know if we're we're sucking today (laughs) (laughs) hey welcome to rubber we're sucking today (laughs) but we're gonna get you good food and we're gonna get you good beer (laughs) i'd buy that slogan 10 times out of 10 100 that's great yeah uh well okay so as a nebraska craft beer and football podcast um we do have to ask do you have any any feelings about the upcoming season are you guys invested in in nebraska football at all cautious yeah. optimism yeah okay yeah. okay i like that so you are definitely yeah. invested in nebraska <laughs> yeah. football yeah. You're, you're aware um so i i i watch nebraska football i'm i'm originally from oregon so and okay. i had no idea what college football was until i moved take that oregon yeah that's why you're not in the big 10 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean it was just like i'm like i, I had to ask my dad i was like 15, 16 year old, and I was like, what's this Husker football? He's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you had to sit down and have the talk. Yeah. Was like, that's, that's the Nebraska talk yeah. for, for folks who aren't from here. Yeah, and he's like, and they, they'd live here for like a little bit, little bit of time before that, and he's like, those people are crazy. <laughs> just, just look out. It's true. Agreed. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. You know, no. and, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I, I do enjoy watching Nebraska football. I I don't know anything about it, but 
I mean, I've gone to games and it's very enjoyable and it's just, you know, with friends and it's just like, yeah, let's go. And then we'll go have some beers and, you know, and it's, 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 it's a great experience. And I, 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 I can't, I won't ever downplay that at all. I, I, I mean, and, and I got, and I went and the football games that I went to, we sucked. That's, that's fair. Except you, we did beat Oregon at home because the they last time Oregon was they here. They couldn't convert a two-point conversion. Yeah, and crazy they, game. Yeah, what's uh, what's <laughs> game day like around here? Uh, what's game day like in the bar and in the, in the David City community? Kind of dead. Desolate. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. I guess you're so close to Lincoln. You probably yeah. have a lot yeah. of folks who. They, 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 they go to Lincoln or they, they stay at home. I mean, we might have four tables. It's uh-huh. it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it really does. So it's just well, if you're looking for a great bar with great beer and great food, and you don't want to be bothered, this sounds like the place to be. Yeah, David nice, City. it's like, nice and quiet. They'll tell you if they're having an off day. <laughs> you know, That's right. So is Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, our last question that we like to ask every brewery is: it's, it's a long one for me to set up, but basically, it boils down to if the administration pulls their head out of their butt at Nebraska and finally approves alcohol sales in Memorial Stadium on game days and not just for Garth Brooks concerts. <laughs> what beer of yours would you bring to the table? Would you rename it, or would you serve it kind of as is? I would take that our uh, Scout Red and rename it Husker Red and serve it there all day long. There we go. <laughs> nice. Marty's nodding in agreement. He's, yeah, I, yeah, it's that's, I mean, sadly enough, we it. It blew the other day, and I was like, "Man, I should have saved some for these guys." And I, it's damn it. But I'm not complaining with what we got. No, absolutely. Clearly, with my flights gone, yeah, I had no problem (laughs) finishing mine. But you know what I like about that answer, though, is so typically we get like, I was anticipating you saying single axle. I was thinking that too at first. Uh, Single (laughs) axle would would kill. It would do an amazing job there. But I also like if we're gonna bring something, let's bring something. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like let's bring something that is unique. Yeah. Uh, Baxter Arena in Omaha, they do a red for the Mavericks. Yep. And, and it's like, it's so cool to see a beer that I can only get here and that is a unique flavor profile. It's not trying to imitate anything. It's trying to be something special. Mm-hmm. And so I love that answer. I think that's a, a, an amazing a- answer that I was not anticipating. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. So, Well, guys, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday morning to let us come in and crash the bar, pour us some beers. You've been... So hospitable to give us T-shirts and um, probably after we record, we'll probably have another beer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but we just we just want to say thank you and congratulations to the success you've had. Thank you. Um, and I, I hope that this brings more and more folks through. This is a place where if I'm passing through, you know, and, and with my professional work, I have people who come through David City a fair amount. I'm going to chalk this up and say you guys got to stop by at Ropers because... You can't miss it. You yeah, cannot miss this place. That's 100%. That's our, that's our mission, you know, behind what we do is just to, to promote, yeah. you know, breweries in their, in their communities. And um, the beer, obviously, you guys knocked that out of the park, but just uh, the people behind the beer, I think, is, is what it all boils down to. And so uh, we're grateful to you for, for having us here. And, well, yeah. Appreciate you guys coming out and spreading the word. So. Yeah. And it's, it's a great drive. I mean, from, from Omaha to, to David City is nothing. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's such a quick jaunt to get out here and, and – the, the town is awesome. We were blown away by the runza that you guys have, the drive-through <laughs> yeah. through the back alley, through the front garage <laughs> yeah. door. Like snapped photos of we, it. We took because, multiple pictures yeah. and we're like, this runza has a patio. <laughs> it has a drive-through. It's amazing. Uh, awesome. Well, that does it for this episode of Wannabe Walk-Ons. We want to thank Marty and Tom for taking time to sit down with us. If you'd like to learn more about Salt Mine City Brewing, you can visit their website, 
website at saltminecity.com or visit Roper's Bar and Grill in David City to try the beer for yourself. New off-season episodes of Wannabe Walk-Ons will drop twice a month on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter to stay in the know. Keep an eye out for our conversation with Omaha's monolithic brewing company, company coming in two weeks and if you haven't already check our previous conversations with corn coast and 505 brewing i don't think there's an outro you haven't so, screwed up yet on this mini so good we want to thank uh, all our listeners both new and long time for tuning in if you have anyone who you think would enjoy a listen we would truly appreciate your recommendation remember to do your part and drink local beer wherever you are if you have any breweries you would like us to sample on the show visit wannabewalkons.com to tell us where to drink next thanks for listening and as always drink big red drink big red Sports Network Production.